dissect the best and the worst of 90s teen horror. I'm Kirsty Logan, this is Heather Parry. Hello! Hello. How are you? Neighbour. <laughs> yeah, Heather's my stalker now. She literally <laughs> moved in across the road. Uh, she can see into my windows from well, her flat. you did tell me to move nearby. <laughs> I did, I did. I, it's I, a nice area. It is. Well, it used to be in them. <laughs> I have moved in. There goes the neighbourhood. I was just going to say that. And then no. I was like, what does that mean? There like, goes, where does it go? Or just it's gone. The it's mere ruined. presence of you ruins the quality of the neighbourhood. Oh. Yeah. I feel like that's always the case for Mean. us. I feel like I should also point out that both me and Kirsty just got ludicrously excited by finding some tissues. <laughs> in our bags because Kirsty forgot to buy toilet roll and then we were like we can both go to the toilet despite writing TP on my hand and walking around all day with TP written on my hand I managed to walk past Sainsbury's and not go in and get TP amazing amazing this is why you have um, notes on your phone how does one adult (laughs) it's not the first time we've asked this question today yeah so Oh, you know what? I've just realised. What? We don't actually know what the cover of the book looks like. <gasps> because I've got an anthology? That's the wrong word. A, like a, a collection? Up? A collection. A bind up? Which has got... Yeah, a bind up. Oh. Is that not what it's called? Mm, which has got know. the babysitters one, two, and three in one. Well, because I'm a professional Googler, I have now found the cover. Okay, so what... What book are we doing today? Well, we are doing our first third book. So, <laughs> our first three in the our first trilogy ender. Yeah, Baby, we're there's... doing Babysitter three. Is there not a Babysitter four? Oh, I don't know. Let me have a look. I think there is. <laughs> Sorry, this we're doing really Google stuff again. Of... We've not really had time to prepare. Oh yeah, there is, and it's got an average of three point seven. Rating on Goodreads. Which tells us nothing. No, I don't. Because people are unrealistically fond of robots dying. Oh, wait. Maybe there's a whole... Oh, there's a... Oh, there's only four. Okay. That's all right. So this... We're not even ending. So it's like a... Like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's a trilogy in more than three parts. <laughs> isn't the... Isn't the fourth one supposed to be really crazy, though? Yeah, see, I thought it was this one that gets really crazy, but it, it must be the next one. It's just quite a bit boring. this one's only medium crazy. Okay, so um, it's Robot Stein, as everyone knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirsty, why don't you tell us about that cover? Oh, must I? Is that that must be a reprint cover? That's terrible. Do you not think that's an OG? I don't know. It doesn't seem to match the style of the others. It looks oh, American. To okay, me. here we go. Let's go with the better one. Oh, there we go. That looks that looks more like the point horror that we know and love. So what we've got, I actually like this cover. I actually quite like it. As so well. it's got the Babysitter Three. In like spiky gold, um, stabby, yeah. stabby gold, <laughs> nice stabby, stabby gold. gold font, gold stabs. Um, that's my rap name. <laughs> and then it's got a door to the nursery, which is kind of opening with a shadowy figure, and then a baby in a very, very twee. I'm gonna call it a bassinet. I was thinking bassinet, 
Though every time I read that, I think it's a dog. That's a basset hound. I know, but I think it is. That's like me and Tampa and Tampon. Yes, which is wrong. Um, no, no, it's correct. I'm going to say that this is both a little bit The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, mm-hmm. despite no, I don't know what that movie's about at all. It's exactly... Well, what do you think it's about? I think it's probably about a divorce. No. Oh, uh, is it actually a horror film? It's, it's one of those, like, 90s thrillers. Okay. Um, I remember liking it, but, I mean, I like a lot of 90s thrillers. That's I still true. think Single White Female is brilliant. I've not seen it. Fatal Attraction, overrated. It's just the pussy scene. What pussy scene? Oh, wait, no, that's Basic Instinct. <laughs> See, I haven't seen any of these films. I was like, are you mixing up cats and rabbits right now? Because it's definitely a rabbit that gets boiled. This um, reminds me of a very particular shot in Rosemary's Baby. Okay. At the end. Except that would be black. That being the bassinet that yeah. I'm pointing to right there. Yeah, so it's like a... So it's like a, a white kind of silky looking crib. And then... From I mean, I'm sitting about two feet away. I must need new glasses because it looks like a loaf of bread that's inside <laughs> the crib to me. Well, what, what is, is that? Is it a loaf of bread? It looks like a snake. <laughs> <laughs> it's a teddy bear. Oh. <laughs> pointing face out as if its head neck's been broken. And it's mm. peering over there. Anyway. Um, Disturbing. Okay, I actually think it's quite a good cover. It's it is, quite and, creepy. And look at what they've done here. They've actually arranged the words um, to be on a space in the picture rather than just slapped on top. Which is good, and yeah. they don't have too many fonts like they usually do. I mean, they they, they have four. What's the tagline? Three. Well, that's too many. He still wants her alive or dead. <gasps> that's, I've had, we've had worse. Also, that's not what the other books are about. He doesn't want her alive. He definitely wants her dead. <laughs> he doesn't really want her. Yeah. Just trying to kill her, yeah. He just he wants her to be dead. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, d- I maintain that whoever does the taglines doesn't read the book. No, of no. course not. It's like a, a wheel that they turn that just puts the different phrases together. That they just like, what's this? Tag? I like or, that you're just doing whirly hand. I'm just whirling my hand around. Or like, you know those, have you seen those books that the pages are in three parts and then you make a monster with like oh, a yeah. different head, a body and a bottom part? Mm-hmm. I think they do that with the taglines. Yeah, probably. Just Here's randomly some words. put things together. Verb, noun, yep. threatening phrase. Yep. <laughs> what were you saying to the other one? Dead day. You're dead. You're dead day. <laughs> Don't die. You'll be dead. Yeah. On dead day. I can't wait for that one. Your death is coming <laughs> on dead day. So, who are we talking about in the book? This I is just a rhetorical don't know. question, isn't it? <laughs> if, I will say, I don't usually say this, if you've not listened to the Babysitter 1 and 2 episodes do yeah before you listen to this because we're going to reference the fuck out of the last two and also this storyline really doesn't stand alone although no. robotstein sort of tries to explain it like it doesn't really stand together but <laughs> no i did not think i'm just gonna say it right up front i did not think this was a very good book i thought there was enough story in this so it's what about 120 pages there's enough story for about 30 pages and he just straight is it out I mean, as much as he can? That's the general method. Yeah. But this is, I'm going to say, an egregious example. Oh, nice. By it, right? I didn't hate it. I, do you know, I've noticed something interesting. You always prefer the ones that you take the lead on. Isn't that weird? Really? Yeah. Maybe it's because I read them better. Maybe. <laughs> 
Or you're trying so hard to think of funny things to say about them that you like engage with them more. I don't think of funny things to say, Kirsty. They oh, just okay. occur. We don't prep. Oh, sorry. Anyway, so we're back with Jenny Jeffers. Yes. JJ, if you will. And she's learned, she's learned because she's not babysitting now. No, which is good. She's steadfastly not babysitting. In fact, even though she needs money. Even though she needs the money. So she's got a job at the donut hole. Weirdly sexual? No, just you. There's a place in Edinburgh um, called Bros Bagels, and they've got a thing called the Bagel Hole. And every time I go past it, I'm like, mm. it's too close to Glory Hole. Yeah, just hole isn't a, Anything a hole, word yeah, to don't, me. let's not do it. No. Um, Although it bothers me when people refer to a vagina in particular as a hole. It's not a hole, it's a tunnel. It's not a hole. It's slit. It's got a top. An <laughs> anus it. is a hole. Yeah, because it keeps going. Oh, I thought you were talking about shape. Uh, no, not really. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just troubled because it's got a top on it. But yeah. then I suppose so is a hole in the ground. It doesn't just keep going to the end of time, does it? You've really thought about I this. I know, I think about things too much. <laughs> um, I'm going to say this now, even though it's only tangentially related, <laughs> as if that's not what we do. Um, my... Uh, mother-in-law, I'll call her, a few years ago when... Oh, why? What, what else would you call her? Well, we're not married, are we? Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Still. Partner's mother. Sounds weird. Um, when everyone was on Facebook, like, eight years ago, and we all lived out of the country, she used to comment loads on Facebook, as, you know, mums on Facebook do. Um, and she... Someone... It was like someone made a comment about someone being under the stairs. And she went... And she called it a glory hole. Oh. And I laughed so hard and then started baiting her on this thread to like say glory hole more and she had no idea what was going on but apparently that's like an old it word is. for it there used to be a secondhand clothes shop a really nice one in the west end of glasgow called the glory hole no. they've changed it now it's called glorious <laughs> but for a while it was called the glory hole i think they on purpose did it though but it is like a an old person phrase and it mm. doesn't mean what you think it means do you think the etymology then is that people used to suck dicks in there? No. How do you? Okay. Well, just. I, I mean, maybe. Who knows? It seems a leap, doesn't it? It from does. Like it being because I remember as well being very confused that an ex, my ex boyfriend's mum, made reference to um, like a bottom drawer. So she's like, "Oh, is that for your bottom drawer?" Which I thought she meant like the sex toy drawer. Oh, why? But she. Because that's top drawer. I don't know. It needs to be more grabbable. I don't know. I just thought that's what she meant. Like, you know, bottom, like you kind of hide it away in the bottom drawer. Almost like top shelf, but the opposite. Well, I don't know. To me, like top drawer means good. Like, oh, that's a top drawer thing. Like it's top quality. Like a sex toy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. But what she meant, apparently it was like some old fashioned thing that while you were a single gal, you would like, if you saw nice dishes or whatever, you would buy them and like keep them in your bottom drawer for when you were married and had a household. Yeah, it's very old fashioned, right? And then like- you can't enjoy nice shit if you're no, single. No, you can't, because oh, okay. you're a mere single thing. I don't know, I don't know. But that's what she was referring to, but there was this really weird moment where I was just staring at her like, why are you referring to sex toys? What's happening? <laughs> I will say that we've, this weekend we moved house from one city to another and we had to drive back and forth. I think we did it really well and didn't fight at any point. But there was a couple of times where I just looked at David and he was speaking and I just sort of did that thing and for a minute and then I had to go, I don't know even close to what you're talking about. I'm sorry. 
like you're not communicating effectively or I can't take it well. Well, because like, you what are you saying? Listening or because you hated it or what? Oh, like, I just don't know. The, the manner of communication just fell apart. Like, sometimes he thinks about things in his head and then says the end of the conversation, but I haven't oh. been party to the previous bit. So, like, we were in the van. He's like, yeah, I mean, we better get it before anything else. And I'd be like, is he? <laughs> he's forgotten is to it? say he's forgotten to explain his train of thought yeah like yeah. I'm not actually in your head but yeah I, I was so tired also that I couldn't really think of it so I was just like looking at him going <laughs> what is it you're doing <laughs> sorry what are you talking about anyway almost every argument that Annie and I have are because we each had an idea in our heads of what we thought something was going to be like and then we haven't explained it to each other but we've proceeded to the point that we've imagined in our heads but then what the other one has done has got in the way of what we've imagined. So like, I'll get into my head, I know what I'm gonna do. When Annie's still asleep, I'm gonna go to the corner cafe and get like really nice coffees and like pastries and then I'll come back and I'll surprise her and then she'll be thinking, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get up when Kirsty's asleep and go to get coffees and pastries. And then we'll each be annoyed that the other one has woken up first because we had a picture in our head of like what we wanted to do. So. Ironically, we often end up arguing because each one of us nice to each wanted other. to do a nice thing that's, and fucked up. That's called like secret rules in CBT, isn't it? Oh. And like, we've had arguments about this as well, where David will decide that he wants us to be out of the house by 11, but he'll remain asleep until 10 and then uh, won't <laughs> Be really... annoyed that you're not getting ready quick enough. Yeah, mm. and then I'll be like, what, what's happening? So what we always do now if we've got a plan is like, how is it going in your head? How's it going in my head? Let's decide on that and then work towards it. That's a good idea. Isn't it? I've been listening to a lot of relationship counselling podcasts because I find them really interesting and I'm, I'm just saying we could do it. Yeah, future. what's that one you recommended? What's it called? Uh, where do we begin with Esther Perel? Esther? Esther Perel. Um, I'm going to say for the benefit of the podcast listeners what I told you yesterday. She uh, has a Belgian accent which is kind of French. Um, so that's what I'm going to attempt to do now. But she was talking to a couple the other day and she said to a woman, he has an idea and uh, you poo-poo the idea and you you gain the power from the poo-poo. <laughs> I really, really laughed. Your power comes from the poo-poo. Mm, that's <laughs> like, a badge right there. I'm going to love you, Esther. So, Jenny's at the donut hole. <laughs> not not sucking any dick. When you say it, it does sound dirty. That's just the case with everything. Okay. Um... And it's because her mum's been laid off. Her, her lovely mum, who we actually like, I believe. Mrs Jenny. We Do did we? like Mrs Jenny. Mrs. Although Jenny. she was a bit pushy about the babysitting. But it's because they needed the money. I know. Yeah. But she's not pushing her back into babysitting. No. She's not really pushing her to the donut hole. <laughs> 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 and in fact, Jenny's mum doesn't want her to work at the donut hall. I get to this in a second because I want for a minute to point out that her boss at the donut hall is fat phobic as fuck. No, the book is fat phobic of him. Yeah. It's like, oh, there he was gobbling his big old fat donut in his fat face. And you're like, robot, are you okay? Robot Steinbooks generally are really fat phobic. And he's not like a slender man. <laughs> he's not a slender man. <laughs> <laughs> That would be a good conspiracy theory. <laughs> R.L. Stein is Slenderman. <laughs> or he wishes to be Slenderman. But yeah, he's always so mean about everyone's weight. And I'm like, is it... Have you have you been hurt? Yeah. People called you fat. Didn't he have a snidey thing in a book about a bald man as well? 
Well, maybe that was just before he'd started. I mean, he's got quite a head of hair, hasn't he? I thought he was bald. Around the sides. Didn't least. you say he was bald? Because we've had the same argument many times about whether wearing a hat makes you bald. <laughs> it does. No, it doesn't. It wears away no, the follicles. It, it happened doesn't. to my uncle. He wore a cap too much. Or he wears a cap because he's bald. I, well, you know, we'll never prove it. Do you know it. what? If there are any hair loss experts listening... <laughs> Why wouldn't there be? <laughs> someone's got to do it. Then let us know. Can wearing a hat make you go bald? Pretty sure Or can. is it just that if you are... If you feel like you're balding, you start wearing a hat. I mean, most men... Is it not like a third of men have go bald? I don't know. I thought it was quite a high percentage. No, well... Hmm. Any bald... I guess they wouldn't know either, would they? Why? Who wouldn't know what? The bald men. Well, no, how are they going to know? Yeah. Experts, well, <laughs> ring in. Ring in to the number I'm never going to give you. <laughs> ring in on your car phone. <laughs> fax in all the information you've got. Did I tell you that my bank wanted me to fax them? Oh, that, I, I was what like, the fuck? where the fuck am I going to find a fax machine? I had to go into my bank last week and I was like, what's happening here? It was 2019. Anyway, back to Jenny and her, the whole fat phobia. Anyway, so there's a weird, we don't need to hang around the donut hole as much as we do because she's not gonna spend any of the time there. She is going away for the summer. It's just an excuse for fat phobia, isn't it? It is really and it just an excuse for And it also made me really want a donut. <laughs> I don't like donuts, so it didn't occur to me, but. Oh, well you haven't been to Tantrum yet. Well. Now you're in Glasgow, you can go there. The one, pl- yes. I went in there once and they directed me to a really nice vegan cake shop next door. Actually. Did you not have any vegan donuts? Well, no, they didn't. And oh. also, I don't really like them. I was just going to buy one for you and Annie, actually. Oh. And instead brought a different cake. Oh, well. Um, so, yeah. So, Jenny's situation is that she I feel is... like 90% of our friendship is like buying cakes for each other. Well, yeah. I'm happy with it. Yeah, I'm, I don't want yeah, to. Fine. Um, although, now I live right there, we might just balloon. You can just throw the cake. <laughs> yeah. Across the road. Balloon it across. Yeah. Um, so Jenny's plan is to spend the summer working at the donut hole and hang out with her apparent boyfriend, Cal, who's kind of... Why are you saying it like that? Like, yeah, I don't know. They just well, don't... it's weird, isn't it? Because in all the previous books, what was the guy that we hated? The uh, Japester? J- uh, J- Joe. Joe, Joe Japester. No, it was... Uh... Let's just call him that. Arnold. <laughs> we just could just guess Callum? forever. No. The, she had a wanky boyfriend. Mm. And I remember we were like, he better not be in... It, was, it wasn't Chip. It was something stupid. Chip, something, yeah. And in fact, you could just look. Um, she, had, she had this... <laughs> okay. And do you remember he did weird things with a banana in front of her mum? Oh, yeah. We don't like, do that. What did he do? Yeah, don't... And she was, like, kind of afraid of him, and he was, like, a big baby man, and he was awful. So she had this, like, terrible boyfriend in the first two, and then we were like, no, go for Cal. He looks like Billy Idol. He sounds sexy. And he was, like the kind of cool, chill guy yeah. in comparison to the wanky boyfriend. But then weirdly, now that the wanky boyfriend isn't in it anymore, Cal has become the wanky boyfriend. Because or just like no, nothingy. Just, Chuck. It was Chuck. Chuck. That was it. Chuck. Yes. So now that we don't have Chuck, Cal has just become Chuck, which is annoying. Because in the previous book, he was quite chill and nice. But now she's like, he's got a temper. I'm a bit afraid of him. And you're like, what? Yeah. Why? Why? You don't always have to have a boyfriend that you're afraid of. Yeah. Unless... You know, maybe this trilogy is way deeper than we think and it's about a profoundly traumatised girl. It isn't. No, it's not. No. And if it was about that, he's fucked it up really badly near the end. Anyway, yeah. so her idea is to just hang out with Cal and her friends Claire and Rick, who we won't 
hear about for the entire rest of the book, so no point. Uh, but Jenny's mom is like, well, you know what? You're thinking about Mr. Hahn too much because <laughs> she's thinking about Mr. Hahn a lot and she's very traumatised, obviously. You would be. Um, so her mom, Mrs. Jenny, says, you're going to go and stay with your cousin, Deborah. Although, weirdly, she doesn't seem traumatised by the villain in the last book who is still alive. Oh, yeah. But she thought it was Mr. Hahn the entire time, so yeah, but, okay. even though it was his... Uh, it was Dr. Schindler's secretary. And guess what? She's still going to Dr. Schindler. Doesn't seem like a good idea. Don't go there. Don't go. Get a different... Our advice for like all point horror people is don't go. Just stop going. Yeah, don't just go. don't do that. Just stay at home. Yeah. So in order to show us that she's still traumatised, um, Robot just does a lot of moments where she like sees Mr. Hahn, but it's just someone else. Mm-hmm. Which is annoying. Like every time. Yeah. Annoying. So I'm going to read out a description of Cal. And it, it's just like over and over, isn't it? So she's yeah, like, oh my god, it's Mr. Hunt. Oh no, it's not. Oh, it's Mr. Hunt. No, it's not. <sighs> of course, because that's all he can do. Um, also white supremacy and fatphobia. Um, <laughs> description of and Cal. And misogyny, don't forget that. Oh yeah, of course. The mm-hmm. trifecta, yeah. if you will. <laughs> not saying, just Merely asking. asking. Okay, so Cal looks like this. His spiky blonde hair looked almost platinum in the white porch light. The gold stud in his ear caught the light and gleamed for a moment. Isn't he in the Backstreet Boys? Billy Idol. That is... Oh, yeah. Is that why we called him Kelly Idol? Yeah. I think he's a lot more um, NSYNC, actually. You know, the frosted tips. Oh, yeah. Oh, not frosted tips again. (laughs) Frosted tips is a great name for, like, an asshole character. (laughs) Oh, frosted tips. Oh, God. (laughs) Anyway, so Deborah, who I imagined as Deborah Messing... Oh, yeah. Grace from Will and Grace, who I've always had a crush on, because curly hair. Uh, So, Deborah... You do like curly hair. It's ludicrous. Yeah. It's almost the only prerequisite for me liking it. David has ringlets when he grows them out. Do you know, so does Annie. Really? Annie has perfect, like, Shirley Temple ringlets when she grows her hair. David's hair grows up. Oh. And out, everyone's like, oh, let him. No. Like, never. That, like that guy from NSYNC, he's got that hair that looks like ramen noodles. Oh, yeah. Ah, so you could have your very own Backstreet Boy. I want the Backstreet <laughs> Girl, not the boy. Okay. That's why David's not allowed to grow it. Okay. Um, so Deborah, messing, um, lives with a gay best friend. No, she doesn't. She <laughs> makes crank calls to dudes she likes. Grace. Oh, I used to love it. Is it actually? As- obnoxious as I think it is. Mm, what do you mean by obnoxious? Just like screaming queens everywhere. Mm, Will's not a screaming queen. His best mate is. Okay. But it's kind of, uh, it plays around with the notions of, maybe it's not aged very well. I liked it at the time. I wonder if it's aged well. Because okay. I'm the same with a Queer Eye. I don't like it. It's too screaming queen. Oh no, I don't, no, no I've not seen it. No. Do you mean Queer as Folk or do you mean Queer Eye? I mean Queer Eye. Okay. Um, Queer as Folk is very of its time. Like, I watched it not that long ago. I thought it held up reasonably well. UK or US? UK, I haven't seen the US one. Oh, I see. I've only really seen the US uh, one. Okay. Anyway, so Deborah Messing makes crank calls to dudes she likes. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? What? Why would you fucking do that? I don't know. Yeah, weird. Why does anyone do anything? What? <laughs> Jesus, that. Did you not ever do that? <laughs> Did you never phone iPhoned boys that I liked? And talk to them, yeah. I don't, wasn't like, no, oh, you've got a secret admirer. Who are you? Like, what is the point I'm, of that? I'm almost certain that I looked up the boy, I fancied this boy called Ian, 
and I bad idea. I, well, <laughs> it's not it's not the best name, is it? I found up Ian, basically. Obviously, a one five one four one one five one. How did you do it so that if they did one four seven one, they couldn't find out your number? I never did, Kirsty, because I didn't do this. <laughs> I don't know what that so number is. If you were born like after the eighties and you don't know this, when you used to phone people on a landline, if someone phoned you, you could do pick up and dial one four seven one, and then it would say what number just phoned you. But you could, if you wanted, before you phoned them, dial like one four one. One five one something, and then they wouldn't be able to do it. Would say I find it really creepy that you know that. <laughs> for all my prank calls, I don't think I've ever prank called anyone. It wasn't prank call. It was just like you would phone up the boy that you fancied, and then he would answer the phone, and then you'd be like, ah, and hang up because you just wanted to hear his voice. No, I. I mean, come on, I was like nine. No, I just didn't do that. Oh, well. well, you like you, <laughs> apparently, Deborah. Despite having a kind of boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, Don who is this like giant brute of a man, despite being 16? Yeah. I guess they can be massive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I did a school event recently for uh, 16 and 17 year olds, and I was like, oh, there's a student teacher in this room randomly. No, he was one of the kids. Like six, eight. He looked about 30. Yeah. <laughs> they are not gonna be in a good place when they're 30. I don't think that's true. In... I don't think it's true. If they wear a cap, <laughs> they're going to be even worse. <laughs> I'm not sure about your aging tips. Anyway, Deborah is calling Terry her crush, and her boyfriend, sort of ex boyfriend Don, is like just in her house and catches her. This will come up later, even though it's quite boring. Um, <laughs> that's true for almost all of this book. Here's the thing I realised. All Robot Stein stories are like stories written by kids who have no object permanence or are like understanding how, how human lives go. So they just write all the action and then the next bit of action mm-hmm. without any sort of understanding that like you go about daily routines or people's relationships move on in response to the action and shit like that. It's so weird. And also, do you know, it's like everything's a declarative sentence. Mm-hmm. So it'll be like, Jenny screamed, Don stood in the doorway. He had red shoes on. <laughs> so it's like everything's just duh, duh, duh. It's see dick run. Run dick run. I just <laughs> could not understand what you were saying there. I thought I was thinking see dick like to do with a cedar tree. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Maybe it's not David. Maybe it's my communication that's just failed. See dick run. Run dick run. That's why <laughs> sentences are like. Do you know who it reminds me of? If I didn't know that these were two separate people, I would think that they were the same person. There's this horror writer called Richard Lehman, mm-hmm. and I hate slash love his books. I must have read about 10 of them, and they're sh- so shit. They're shit on every possible level. And they, But in the library, they always have bind-ups <laughs> of like three of his books in one, mm-hmm. and I'm always like, ugh. Well, let's see what Richard Lehman's writing about now. And then before I know it, I'm five chapters in. I'm like, fucking damn it. Lehman, got me again. <laughs> damn you, Lehman. I actually wanted to write him an angry email, and then I was very disappointed to find out he was dead. Oh, that's got to be a pseudonym. Lehman. Like Lehman's terms. I don't think so. Well, no? Dick Lehman. Maybe it's a R.L. Stein pseudonym. But his books are written. Dick Lehman. His books are written the exact same way. Like, it's just declarative sentences. Like, nothing makes sense. Like, I remember one of his books, it's about someone who, like, goes for a walk at night and then they find all this weird stuff and then it just ends and you're like, what is this? Cool. I, I don't know if a lot of his books were published 
after he died, so there were like manuscripts that he never finished or something. <laughs> but they're terrible. They're so That's terrible. That's a real diss. You just like, nothing <laughs> happens, and then there's a bunch of tits, and then nothing happens, and then something gory, and then nothing, and then tits, and then nothing and gory, and then nothing and tits. Over and over and over. If you take out the gory bits of that, it sounds like a Haruki Murakami novel. <laughs> Underage tits. Yep, mm-hmm. underage tits, nothing. Underage tits, nothing, nothing. Anyway. Sounds great. Um, so Deborah is... Oh, by the way, it does like... not sound great. Please nobody tweet just that little thing that I just said out of context. Thank you. <laughs> this is what editing is for, but yeah. I know we won't edit no, it won't. out because, yeah. Uh, so Deborah's mum is the mum from Mean Girls. Uh, she, cool mum. She's the cool mum. You guys need a condom? I oh, love you. Uh, Julia Jeffers. Why Why the JJs? People are allowed to have different names. She always talks a mile a minute. I don't know anyone like that. Um, she's never asked one question when it is possible to ask three. She was pretty, energetic, young looking. All right, calm down, Robert. Fucking not one off to Jenny's mum. No. Not Jenny's mum. Deborah's mum. With a boyish figure. Her blonde hair cut in a short bob. She wore a blue lycra tank top over black leggings. Why do we always have to know what everybody's wearing? Oh, it's always a tank. T- it's always over leggings. But anyway, she's like. It's always just a top and tr- trousers of some kind. Yeah, I mean that is generally what. No, that's just no. me. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> me. Always wears that. Jenny, do you need anything? Can I help you unpack? Is your room okay? Oh, I love that top. <laughs> she's properly like. Can I get you anything? A condom? Oh, love you guys. Um, so anyway, De- Deborah, despite being some sort of weird playgirl phone pest like Kirsty Logan, uh, is pretty nice to Jenny. Yeah, sorry, Ian, if you're listening. <laughs> All those hang-up calls in, what, 1995? That was me. It's just so weird. 95, you could have been reading this book to him. I probably was. Uh, yeah, probably so was reading it. Maybe De- that's what gave me the idea. <laughs> well, yeah. Deborah is, I'm going to say, pretty nice to Jenny. Like, she's quite welcoming and like, mm-hmm. yeah, even though, I don't know if I'd be like that nice to someone who had just been foisted on me. She's a cousin. Yeah, but still. Okay. <laughs> um, but guess what job she has? I could not guess. Could you? I just don't know. I don't, it would be the literal last thing I would it expect. It would be such a weird, unbelievable coincidence if she was a babysitter. Well, guess what she is. No. Yeah. Does she work at a donut shop? <laughs> the donut hole. Okay. No. Um, she babysits for Mrs. Okay. How were you imagining this woman's surname? I don't even remember what it was. W-A-G-N-E-R. Wagner. Well, you see, in my head, it's like Wagner. Like the... You wanker. Well, no, because it's the... I've never heard anyone say Wagner. It seems weird yeah, to but say she's Wagner. Not, but she will have anglicised it. But she could be German. She could be, but she still will have anglicised it. Well, in my head... that's what people do in North America. Like, someone I know in North America who weirdly is called Heather, but she's called Heather D.L., but she says it Heather Dalziel because she said everybody pronounced it wrong anyway, so she just yeah. changed it. I used to live amongst Americans, and um, this girl whose name was George, actually it wasn't, but let's not go into it. Um, yeah, she would just call herself Georges in front of all the Americans, and I'm well, like, that's what I'm saying. fucking name. Okay, so well, Mrs. Wagner. There you go. <laughs> um, you can call her Mrs. Wagner. Wagner. Like. It's just how it is in it my head. It makes her sound much posher. I think it makes me sound like a Nazi. Didn't all the Nazis like Wagner? Wagner? I don't think it's, that's Wagner's fault. <laughs> I blame him for most if of Nazis the whole like, If Nazis like your shit, but your shit is not overtly Nazi-ish, it's not your fault. 
I feel like we're walking into a real trap here. So we've let's already in. said robot signs are white supremacists. Well, that's what why he's asked. writing about Mrs. Wagner. <laughs> <laughs> telling you connect the dots all this is such ripe material for my phd thesis <laughs> you're gonna the, say the for... cultural impact of point horror you're gonna say for a libel case because <laughs> it also is please don't. you've got way more money than us yeah we please don't, don't sue any us. money don't we've, sue us you'll get nothing. nowhere i've just got a house i'm fucking broke yeah um so mrs wagner's got a baby peter um and a baby peter <laughs> as opposed to a big peter <laughs> i thought you were saying something like cox then Anyway, so... It's not uh, all about cocks, Heather. Well, that's what I keep saying. Um, Peter's daddy has left, and Mrs. Wagner is taking college courses. So they've broken up very quickly, because he's still a baby. And also, she says, don't... Well, I, I suppose they could have been married for a while before having a kid, but she's like, don't, don't get married to young. young girls, because then you won't finish college. Yeah. I suppose they could have been married for a long time before they had a baby. Or maybe they won, and maybe she's like 21. I mean, maybe, because why else would you give up college if you've just married but you haven't got a baby? Oh, yeah, you don't need to point. give up college. Yeah. Unless they just did in those days. I do know people who've broken up before their kid was like one. In fact, I know more than one couple who've done that. Yeah. Don't ask kids. Um, yeah, if your relationship's already rocky, a kid's going to make it worse. It's not going to work. Anyway, good for Mrs. Wagner, because she's taking college courses in mm-hmm. the evening. Um, yeah, I like her. Yeah, where to go? Um, she's got a cute well-behaved baby and she's doing college even though the baby's called peter which is not a baby name no but i mean there are lots of adults called peter so at one point there were babies called peter i'm not okay with it now i know someone that's got a baby called bob (laughs) which i'm like just don't bobby like that's no bob bob just don't feel like that's a baby's name but okay it really weirds me out that my nephew's called will and like that's also bill so he could be Bill when he's bigger. You can't be a baby called Bill. <laughs> Bill. Oh, the baby. What did we call him? Oh, we used to call him Big Willie when he was Oh, that's when cute. When he was a baby. Big dubs. One of my friends when I was a kid, uh, we called him Robbie, uh, which is fine. And I keep, so he's now in his 30s and I keep expecting him to go by Rob and he doesn't. Ah. Still goes by Robbie as Robbie. a 30-year-old, yeah. I suppose you can. Robbie oh, Williams. Why not? No, don't let's Rob do anything Williams. that Robbie Williams does. I used to fancy the pants off him. Oh, what is wrong with you? I'm trying not to sneeze. That's why I'm holding my own nose right now. I thought it was just for the look. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mrs. Wagner um, is pretty cool. It's going to get longer and longer. It, it really is Mr. Wagner. Mr. Wagner. Um, so, Jenny goes with Deborah to babysit. Um, and Deborah's boyfriend Mark comes over and they just sort of like are like passion on the sofa okay just that's cool gross and Jenny's just third wheel nice thanks for thanks for doing that <laughs> um, and Je- Deborah's completely forgotten about Jenny being almost murdered and Jenny hasn't Jenny thinks that some point <laughs> Jenny hasn't forgotten that she was she almost murdered <laughs> she's kind of anxious about it and she says to herself at one point well, you're not the babysitter. Deborah's the babysitter. It's in like, well, if anyone dies, it's not going to be you. Suddenly so Deborah. Don't, worry, don't worry about it. Um, but we do actually have... So if you've read the books or if you've listened to the previous podcast episodes, you know what happens now. It's just that there's a teenager in a house alone in charge of a child and a lot of stuff happens to make you think there's someone outside when they're not or someone appears at the door and you're made to think it's Mr. Han... But it's not, it's just Chuck or some other dickhead. 
Uh, <laughs> so it's just a lot of that back That's and a forth. Good book title: Chuck or some other dickhead. Chuck or some dickhead, um, by R.L. Stein. But there is one creepy thing in this book, and it's not horse Kirsty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a horse Kirsty. <laughs> Although I think horses are quite creepy. We haven't even got into the fact that there are horses in this book. Oh, I wish there weren't. It's this person. We need the horses for the amazing final image, which we'll get to. <laughs> By amazing, I mean terrible. <laughs> cool, but shit. Um, so there is someone else in the house. There is. Mm-hmm. They are there. It's not just the thing. She, I'm back, the woman said. She was somewhere between 50 and 60. She was short and very fat. She wore an enormous flower patterned wrap-around shirt and skirt. Because fat. Because fat. And a bright yellow sweater. Her face was heavily made up and her heavy eyebrows painted above her dark eyes. I read that wrong, never mind. And thick red lipstick smeared over her mouth. Her round cheeks, because fat, were pink. (laughs) She had raven black hair pulled straight into a long ponytail. She carried a plain shopping bag in one pudgy hand, because fat. (laughs) Because fat could be the title of any R.L. Stein book. The next sentence is... Fatty, fat, fat, fat. <laughs> she was shoving a pie in her fat face. <laughs> no. <laughs> she was wearing donuts as bracelets <laughs> so she could eat them anytime she wanted. She shifted beneath her muumuu. Uh, oh. Yeah. Well, no, actually, the next thing is, I haven't been drinking, if that's your next question. So, despite Ro- Robot Stein trying to make us think she's just some mad, round alcoholic, um, she's actually, like, the, f- the previous help. Mm-hmm. in the house Mrs. Wagner's previous help and we're led to believe that she has been drinking on the job of looking after Peter even though she repeatedly says she hasn't so what we've got here is a, a troubled woman yeah in her 50s and 60s or 60s who keeps sort of meandering back into the house throughout the book which is creepy because she's I, still got keys I've also got a theory I think R.L. Stein is disgusted by unmarried women because in the last book, an unmarried woman, like an older unmarried woman, was the villain. And then he clearly finds Maggie disgusting, yeah. this older unmarried woman. So he's, he, I think he's got a thing about, ooh, women. I think, I think it's any woman. Your <laughs> womb's wandering. You've not put a baby in it. It's going to wander away, make you crazy. It make you drink. Mm-hmm. I think it's just any woman. Well, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but he seems to be all right with teenage girls as long as they wear bikinis. Oh, Robert. <laughs> Don't. It sounds weird to me when you say Robert now. I'm like, no, no, it's Robot. His name's Robot. <laughs> I sometimes forget that's not his actual name. It is. Oh, okay. <laughs> so um, Maggie comes in and out of the house a few times and it is kind of creepy because it's not cool and she is an alcoholic and that is sort of scary when you're a teenager to have a out of control adult but essentially she's just quite a tragic figure mm-hmm. who's been painted evil by this twat now Mark the boyfriend Deborah's Messing's boyfriend who we all know is gay <laughs> is <laughs> but he? well no that oh, was okay. a Will and Grace oh, right, right, bad joke sorry so let me... I'm going to... not get the Will and Grace joke. No, you're not. No. You're the worst lesbian. I know. I'm going to describe Mark to I you. I was too busy watching The L Word in the 90s. You see, I've never seen that. Will and Grace. Um, I'm going to... You've not seen The L Word? No. Let's not get into it. Uh, who's a bad queer? Yeah. Yeah. It's like in many ways. to the dog. Who's a good dog? Who's, who's a, a bad, bad queer? queer? <laughs> oh, no, she's coming over. No, <laughs> oh, hello, Rosie. Come over here with your farts. Hello. Someone mentioned on Twitter this week that they like it when we tell Rosie off for farting because <gasps> it just adds to the ambience of the 
unprofessional nature Aww. of this. Oh, I don't need... Are you helping us be unprofessional? Thanks, Rosie. <laughs> we don't need those. Hello. <laughs> we can do it all by ourselves. <laughs> so I'm going to describe Mark to you. And then I'm going to turn my laptop around and show you a picture of a man. Oh my god, I can't wait. <laughs> Surprise reveal. He was good looking, Jenny instantly decided. Okay. Mm, back off, someone else's boyfriend. And also, how do you not instantly decide that? He was good looking, I decided after looking at him for ten minutes. Yeah, is he... You can kind of tell right away, can't you? Hideous, or is he quite good looking? He had wavy red brown hair with sideburns that framed his slender face. He'd obviously spent a lot of time outdoors, for he had a dark suntan, even though it was only June. The tan made his eyes, his green eyes sparkle like em- emeralds. Now, is this man not Mungo Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> yes, now he is in my head, thanks. <laughs> Who, of course, famously sung Summertime. And has the most serious chops I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. That's like his entire face is hair. If you don't know who I'm talking about, please Google Mungo Jerry you won't immediately. It. Make sure it's a gif. Yeah, the gif it adds to it. It really does. And because we're talking about Mungo Jerry, I have to add here that in his um, famous song, In the Summertime, is in, in the summertime when the weather is high, there's this lyric. Okay. If her daddy's rich, take her out for a meal. If her daddy's poor, just do what you feel. Oh. Which is uh, uh, fucking That's hideous. Depressing. Hmm. That's grim. Isn't really it? grim. R- really grim. A you lot, can rape the poor. A lot of lyrics, if you really listen to them. Like, is it just me, or is it was it Bob Dylan uses little girl a lot in lyrics? Little girl. Yeah. Which is <laughs> that was a really good Bob Dylan. Surely, come on. Was it? That noise in the background, by the way, is Rosie chewing a bone. Rosie, absolutely not. No, I won't allow it. Oh, don't. Rosie. She's allowed her bone. <laughs> Tiny bone. Sorry, I think Bob Dylan's awful. You loved her in that. <laughs> Two boys, shit. I don't get it. I don't get the Bob Dylan thing. Him and Tom Waits and... Um, the Sesame Street character that live in a bin are all on a sliding Oscar. scale of the... What's his name? Oscar the Grouch. Oscar the Grouch. They're almost the same person, but on different degrees of, like, intensity. Also, only one is green. Yes, it's Bob Dylan. <laughs> if you've never heard Bob Dylan's um, Christmas album, oh, do yourself a favour and Google it, because it's, like, late-stage Bob Dylan. So he's like... But doing, like, oh, wow. silent night. Shit, it's so bad. And also, do you not find some people are too hard to spoof? Like, how are you going to spoof that? Yeah, I mean, we're living in a... do a spoof of that now. Well, Oscar the Grouch is essentially... Well, okay. You're right. <laughs> we are, we're, what was it you said? We're living in a post-parody world. Yeah, you can't parody you anything. Because everything's shit. Yeah. <laughs> and awful. Like, how are you even... Like, that Theresa May video that she just put out, how are you even going to parody that? Oh, I couldn't even watch it because it's too you much. You can't. It's just... It, it is its own parody. Everything <laughs> Trump says is its own parody. I'm very clear. Maybe he's done that on purpose. <laughs> he's like, no one can take the piss out of me if I'm already so ridiculous. You, you just can't take it a step further. That's what my stomach agreed. My stomach agrees my stomach agreed. very much. Um, so speaking back to creepy men... Uh, Mark is a lifeguard. Remember Mark in the book? Um, he's a lifeguard. Guard? lifeguard. He's a lifeguard. <laughs> um, and Deborah says, all the 12-year-old girls love him. And Jenny says, do you save them? And he says, only the cute ones. 
Which I Robot. hope he means cute, you know, like a bunny is cute. Oh no, he says it in a sexual context. <sighs> anyway. I mean, how old are they meant to be? At least 17. Yeah. So that's statutory rape, that's for gross. sure. Also, no one should think 12-year-old girls are cute. I mean, 12-year-olds can be cute like a bunny is cute. Like, yeah. adorable. Not yeah. sexy, though. Mm. Anyway, Robot. so there is actually a horrible bit. Um, where they think the baby is not breathing. Yeah. Baby Peter. And that's actually really horrible because I did think I wouldn't put it past Robot to do that. But it's fine. He's just asleep. So just business as usual with Robot. A thing that isn't happening. And then it just hasn't. And obviously every single chapter in this ends on a pointless cliffhanger. Of course, Every chapter. But now, Kirsty, let's get to the horses. Oh my god. So Jenny let's do it. Jenny I wish people would say, Kirsty, let's get to the horses every day to me. <laughs> the horses, Betsy, Jebediah, and James in this mm-hmm. book. Hello. Um so they decide that Jenny, because she's sort of losing it a bit, um should be in charge of horses. Should be in charge that of horses. That won't go wrong. <laughs> so they give her like a volunteering job despite her being on holiday. Fuck off. Uh, so, but she likes horses apparently, despite I'm pretty sure it never having been mentioned no. previously in the book. I mean, surely everyone kind of likes horses. No, I hate no? them. Okay. No, they can kill you by what kicking have you. What done to you? They've killed people by kicking them. Just don't stand behind them. Do you know what horses have done to me? Here's what they have done. I accidentally went on an eight-hour horse trek in Panama once, um, and it was like they were the world's shittiest looking horses because they were like on the caribbean coast that's not their fault that's not but they were knackered i didn't really understand the extent of the day's activities and had just gone along as i do um they had to put us in a particular order because the female horses were in heat so the other ones were going to try and fuck them oh dear you don't want to be on a horse while that's happening i was on one of the girls it was Eight hours in tropical heat, and the terrain was like immediately like a cliff, and the horses were like falling all over on like loose rocks and stuff. It was so stressful. I have never had more aching buns afterwards because <laughs> I was just so tense. It was knackered. One of the horses turned around and bit my friend on the leg. Oh. It was a bad time. The whole thing was bad. But before that, I hated them, and now I hate okay. them even more. If it makes you feel better, I accidentally ate horse in Iceland. Because Annie and I were there and we, I don't speak Icelandic, and we were in the supermarket and we were like, oh, we'll get some beef and like make a casserole for dinner. So I picked up what I thought looked like beef and as far as I understood Icelandic, being not at all, I thought was beef. And then um, when we got back to the the place that we were staying, Annie was like, she looked up on Google Translate and she was like, oh, that's horse actually. Um, I mean, we ate it anyway. What did it taste like? Just beef. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like kind of gamier. It's more like venison, I suppose. You have to, it's quite tough, so you have to like, because we've made a stew, you have to like cook it for ages. Is it penis? No. Oh. Why would it be penis? And that's a bit that people eat, isn't it? No. The French? Is, is everything that you've said on this entire <laughs> podcast cock related? Well, are people, I don't know. Yeah, anyway, the horses in Iceland, they were all, like, free-range horses as well. They weren't intensively farmed, so I didn't feel bad about eating them. (laughs) Free-range horse. Free-range horse penis. Well, do you know who they probably didn't come into contact with? They didn't come into contact with Wrangler Gary Colleen, 
from Jackson Hole, Wyoming, who well, Kirsty Logan has a great smile. Has he? He has an absolutely great smile. A great face. Absolutely great face. Um, so Jenny, obviously, could you stop making all that noise, I know, please, Rosie? That's Rosie walking around. Just she just is a noise factory, which I guess is everyone. Um, yeah, so she he sounds awful. Jackson Hole. Why is everything whole in this book? <laughs> Donut Hole, Jackson Hole. It's too many holes. Why is it called book? Jackson Hole, Wyoming? Why is that the worst place name? I'm sorry if you're from Jackson Hole. But Sh- why hole? Yeah, come on. It doesn't have to be hole. Ter- Rosie. I know. Rosie What's Hole. Like, oh, don't. <laughs> don't even open that can of worms. <laughs> My God. So there's, uh, as you said, the horses have been shoehorned in. I'll Okay. Um, and Jenny's like fancies this wrangler. I don't really. That's not a real word. Um, it yes, is. I know it is. Okay. But she keeps seeing Mr. Han in the faces of all the people. His big she's red helping face. on the, his big. <laughs> I don't know why you think he's a babe. Mr. Han. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's fucking one. He's dead, and two, he tried to kill someone. Well, right. Um. So which, she's, which is worse? Which is least fancy? <laughs> murder, yeah. I reckon. Well, dead, mm. probably. Anyway, Jenny's slowly losing it. Now, what could we be building towards here? I just can't even imagine. Deborah at her house has been receiving calls. Yes. But only when Jenny's... No, only, when, only when Jenny's not, not been there. And Jenny's losing... She's losing... I can't, I can't put these... Puzzle it's Maggie, pieces isn't it? together. It's the horse, it's Jedediah. I can't put these two puzzle pieces together. And literally no other puzzle pieces. It's Jebediah the horse, for sure. Um, and yeah, it, get, it gets a bit weird. Deborah says, um, I have to admit, I get pretty turned on by these calls. And I'm like, did turned on mean something different? Or did she, did robot mean she was getting wet, making prank calls to men she fancied? Or does she mean receiving them from Ghost Han? No, no, she means the ones that she's making. Oh. Why is the whole bit about the her making the call pointless? Anyway. Because then we're meant to think it's her? I don't know. Maybe. So there's a lot of shit going on with um, double dating and blah, 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 blah. Um, she's getting, Deborah's getting the calls that are like, I'm I don't like your fisting motion that I, you're doing right now. I don't right know now. why that's okay. happening. Sorry. Knocking on a door. Oh, I see. Pot hole door. Um, <laughs> Deb- not, not got any potholes? Yes, <laughs> I do. <laughs> Let me fill them with a donut. I don't know why I said that. Um, you making me really want a donut. <laughs> so these calls that Deborah's getting. I'm alive. I'm back. Company's coming, babes. <gasps> you may remember Mr. Hans' chat from the previous books. I do remember. So then there's loads of boring back and forth about who made the calls. Deborah says it could be Cal. Remember Cal? No, yes. you don't, because he Cali was... Callie Idol. Mm-hmm. Callie Idol. He was mentioned about 100 pages ago. So they ring Cal's mum. Why would you... <laughs> Sorry, there's is your so son much... making prank phone calls? Can you ask me the book? Because there's so much... Like, I've got an example of just how much filling pages there is in this book. Because I feel like he had a minimum word count, or maybe a minimum page count, and he was like, I need to fill up some pages because also characters explain things so we'll have a scene where a thing happens and then the next scene the characters explain to each other what just happened yep just for like extra pages so this is when we meet um maggie so it's like stay away from here she shouted huh deborah cried stay away from here maggie repeated things disappear you hear me things disappear why say it once when you can say it twice 
In fact, they get extra words. So every single thing that she says, she says it about three different times. She'll say something, and one of the other characters will go, "What? Say that again?" In fact, <laughs> say it again. He's even written in this character who will only say a question three times. Do you know what I mean? Now you've pointed it out. He has really done that. He's really trying to fill pages. He had a daily word count. He was not going to miss it. So the whole thing about bringing Cal back in is completely pointless. So they ring Cal's mum and she says he ran away a week ago. And then we get a dream sequence because... Uh, because we do. Failing so then, pages, failing pages. Mm, so Mark dumps Deborah for making these crank calls to boys she fancies. Um, and then Maggie comes back again. That's not the book that I'm <laughs> reading <laughs> towards. That was an Just entirely different book. Any book. Just I, literally any book in this entire flat is better than this book. Uh, yeah. Any book in any flat is better than this book. Um, so, yeah, Maggie comes back again. Um, I only came for what's mine, she's saying. Again. Yeah, again. It's just it's it the same thing, thing, isn't it? Sense. What's she even talking about? Yeah. What does she want? Actually, I don't even know why I've put to look in the book there because it is just the same thing again because that's what she says over and over and it never comes to anything and what does she want that's hers yeah and she's just quite just leave her alone robot she's just a troubled woman um so deborah never really believes it's mrs hart mr hahn or mrs hahn in fact Mm -hmm. Um, which is weird she would be the obvious villain mrs we said that in the last book oh yeah mrs hahn would be the obvious villain to have why not have her makes a lot more sense than maybe it's in babysitter four maybe it won't be, because it would be some other sense. random, pointless thing. So Jenny really believes it's Mr. Hahn, and she's seeing it on like everything. Deborah never really thinks it's Mr. Hahn. She thinks it's some other asshole. Deborah does never think. <laughs> does never. Deborah never thinks. Deborah does never. Does the never end. think it's Mr. Hahn. Um, but Jenny does think it's Mr. Hahn. <laughs> this is getting longer each time. <laughs> Um, and then when Deborah is babysitting one time, she gets another call and the baby is not in his crib. That is quite scary. It is quite scary. And you know who I feel for? Mrs. Wagner. Mm-hmm. Because she's doing her best. She's a single mother of a very young baby. She's lost the baby's daddy, mm-hmm. whatever happened there. She's on her own. Money's got to be tight. Mm-hmm. But she's paying for a babysitter, probably minimum wage, mm-hmm. and giving them cokes and food and stuff, while she's trying to better herself by going to community college. So, and then her baby's gone. And she's doing her best. And even if she did the proper background checks on, what's the other girl called? Deborah. Deborah. Then how could she know about Jenny's deal? Because she didn't ask Jenny to come. She is not consented no. to Jenny being there. I don't even think she knows about it. No. She doesn't know Mark's there either. Her house is being used like a party place. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> wow. Um, so Deborah's like freaking out because Peter's gone. And then there's a boy at the door, which is always scary. Um, <laughs> and it's Cal. How, right. how, would he, how would he know? Cali Idol, how did you know that? So let's say he just wants to speak to Jenny. So he'd probably go to Mrs. Uh, Jeff's house, as in Deborah's mum. Yeah. But how would he know where that was? How would he even know where that was? Maybe he he looked in the phone book because she would have the same surname. He wouldn't know to go to this house where not Jenny is babysitting. Unless Mrs. Jenny, Mrs. Jenny's auntie, Auntie Jenny. (laughs) Auntie Mrs. Jenny. (laughs) Unless Auntie Jenny told him the address, which she really shouldn't do. But, I mean, they've got form in this 
series of books by giving wow. out information they shouldn't be given. You would think they would have learned by now not to do that. So anyway, this random asshole camp, Cal has showed up at this house while there's a crisis occurring and he just wants Jenny. Yeah. So Deborah calls the police and the line Although is... why does he want Jenny? Yeah, why does he want Jenny? Well, just leave her alone. Um, Deborah calls the police, the line is dead. <gasps> and then we get this brilliant bit of dialogue. A dead man stole the baby. Help, help, a dead man stole the baby! Which is worth the read alone. I, I wish I, the whole book had been called A Dead Man Stole the Baby. A Dead Man Stole the Baby. I would pick up that book. Working title. Uh, the police come and Mr. Han calls again. I got rid of Jenny and I have the baby. Now do you believe me, babes? Now do you believe I'm really back? I don't know why he's gone. Well, now do you believe me? Like one of those really fast-talking Americans <laughs> in the old, now do you believe me? Huh? Huh? He needs like a, a hat with a little bit of card in it and a cigar. See? See? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm sure you can see where this is going. Yeah. No, I actually couldn't. Well, yeah, you can't see where it's going in terms of the end scene. But I you can honestly, see where... was I just being... <laughs> Stupid. I did not guess the twist in this, and I don't think that's ever happened in a Robot Stein book that I didn't guess the twist. I just think it's because you were very tired. I was just tired and I was not really paying attention. So here's the twist and the amazing final scene. Um, Deborah heard something on the Mr. Hahn call that alerted her to who Mr. Hahn is. <laughs> who Mr. Hahn be? I really want to say that. Who to be? Who, who be who, Hahn? Who be Hahn? I just imagine her going in the phone. I know who be Han. I know who you be, for I a pirate. <laughs> Han, I know who you be. I know who you be. Who you be? We are enjoying this joke far too much. You're, I told you, you're hypercaffeinated. I'm fine. What's your excuse? <laughs> it's my personality. Um, she takes Mrs. Wagner and Cal, because he's just Why included not? now, and the police, to the stables. Fucking tag along. And there is Peter at the stables in the arms of a horse rider on a horse. Who is it? Who is it? Wait, it's... who could it be? Let's go through the Who could it be? Who be it? Be it? <laughs> it be Jenny. Oh, no way. <laughs> Saw it coming a mile away. No way. But you didn't see this. She's on a horse. She's gone mad because of mental health. She holds the baby high in the air in the middle of a thunderstorm. While riding a horse, so I'm gonna just no, hold this baby, <laughs> like the bit off Lion King. Yeah, I don't know the words. I'm sorry. And then there's a giant bang. The police! They've shot Jenny. Well, no, they haven't. Also, at that point, I was like, would they really shoot? Her? They She's shoot? holding a baby. She'll drop the baby yeah. into the mud, or to be kicked by an evil horse. Jedi <laughs> um, is not evil. You don't know. Well, I don't his know. history. That's true. You've not given him a PVG check. <laughs> Do you know you are correct? I did not PVG check that horse. PVH? PVA? Are we doing a horse glue <laughs> What's joke? What's going on? Anyway, is that a joke about glue? Yes. Oh, it was really good. Thanks. You, that. you don't get a lot of glue jokes. You don't. Nature's glue is coming back. <laughs> That's a peep show quote. Uh, and anyway, they didn't shoot her. Okay. Because I know you're on the edge of your seat. It oh, was just lightning. So excited. Okay. Quote, close by. How close? Well, it must have been thunder. Well, yeah, but then they usually come together, don't they? Yeah, sometimes. Um, my friend's How been struck by lightning. Storm? No! Laurence! Hi, Laurence, I know you listen. Laurence de Clippola got struck by lightning. No! On a hike! What happened? I think she was just a bit, like, weird. A bit weird? But, like, largely Do you fine. get, like, a scar or anything? <laughs> 
<laughs> like Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Laurence, if you have got a lightning bolt scar, please do tell me next time I see you. Because I, although this was on Pinterest, which is full of lies, but I saw that you can get a certain scar pattern if you get electrocuted or hit by lightning. Oh, I've seen that. I think it's bollocks. Yeah, I think it probably it's probably just special effect makeup. It Speak, looks cool, though. Speaking of bollocks. Um, oh, God, where is this going? David was reading this book over my shoulder because he was giving me a neck massage. And he You're was so spoiled. I know. He was uh, reading the last scene. And I'm going to read you. I, I made a note of his comments. Fuck off. Fuck off. That's outrageous. <laughs> so here's how outrageous the whole thing is. This is a quote. Mr. Hahn was alive in Jenny's mind. Yeah, we get it. She kept him alive by thinking about him all of the time. She was so obsessed by him. He took over her mind completely. Yeah, we get it. I feel like I'd have got that when I was 10. Yeah. I feel like it didn't need that explained to me. So, essentially, this is a terrible book about PTSD and the people who suffer from it. And how they are all evil and it's their fault. Oh, robot, you've done it again. And we have the amazing, at least now, Jenny will get the help she needs. That trope. And will she? That trope occurs here. Yeah. Will she? Exactly. It made me think of the I mean, bit... there's a babysitter four, so I'm well, thinking she's no. She's not going to get the help she needs. <laughs> um, it also reminds me of the bit on The Simpsons where you two are performing and uh, Homer comes out on stage and they go, don't worry, folks, he'll get the help he needs. And then over the like massive screen, you just see him get beaten up <laughs> by all the security guards. <laughs> Jenny will get the help she needs. It was she just won't. it was just that final image. Like I imagine the eye of the camera is like down low, looking up at this like silhouetted, like a massive horse in silhouette with the lightning flashing behind, and then she's holding the baby. Isn't that a Nick Cage movie? Probably. Death Rider or something like that. Oh yeah. That's I think that's literally the worst film I've ever seen in my life. I'm not surprised he's the worst actor who's ever lived. He's only got a career because I like him. he's the nephew of Francis Ford Coppola. I know. He's um, in some good films, though. No. Nope. Come on. No. Nope. You cannot convince me that Face Off and Con Air are not good. Face Off. Well, good. I say good. Is good the right word? No. Is it good, though? Is it good, bad, though? <laughs> well, let's get on to this. <laughs> we don't really have any 90s things. No. Or any fashion, apart from... Um, well, no, we do hear fat, about fat, everybody's fat, outfit. Fat. Yeah. Mostly they're wearing leggings and an oversized t-shirt. Except for if they're fat, when they're wearing fat clothes for fat people because they're fat. A floral tent. <sighs> the fat phobia in this is crazy. I'm imagining her literally, she is a human donut. <laughs> yeah, in a moo. Mm-hmm. Do we have a too stupid to live heroine? I mean, it depends. We don't really have a heroine. It depends who the heroine is. Are we saying that it's, I keep forgetting what her name is. Deborah. Deborah. Deborah Messing. Yeah, that's right. I don't think she's... Is she the heroine? She's not... I don't know, but she's not stupid either. She's weird. This is not a good book to learn... You could stop the, that. The tech. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good book. It's also not a good book to learn point of view technique. No, because the point of view is All over the mess. place. It, it shifts. Mm-hmm. So you, you can just see things you shouldn't be seeing because the tone, the POV is gone. Yeah. Weird. So no, we don't really have a too stupid to live heroine. We've got a mentally ill person... And quite a good friend. Who's yeah. got her own issues around boys, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
do we have a sexy bad boy sociopath? Jebediah. I mean, are we saying that Jenny <laughs> is the sexy bad boy sociopath? I guess she could be. She's very sexy. She's just a bland teenager. Yeah. With mental health issues. So, yeah, yeah let's not. No, let's not. No. Let's not sexualise her. Death toll. Which I have to say, I think is a real problem. It was a real thing in the 90s, right? The A lot of the films that I remember watching were about mental health problems, but very beautiful, sexy girls with mental health problems. Angelina Jolie. In Girl Interrupted. Yeah. I also loved The Bell Jar. Oh, yeah. Uh, there were a lot of those around. Um, there was also there was a book by Elizabeth Wurzel uh, that I used to love that was about being like sexy and having mental health problems, <laughs> which is disturbing. I feel like I had a whole shelf of them in the 90s. Yeah, I bet really it's not. disturbing. It's probably still a thing as well. It is still a thing, and I'm not going to point any fingers. There are a few TV shows that are on just now that are about... And people say, oh, it's great because they're talking about mental health and things like that. And they, it is good that they're talking about it, but still the women are very beautiful and sexy and it's kind of like, yeah, you can have a breakdown, but only in a certain hot kind of way. Yeah. Like, you better not have an actual gross breakdown where you've stopped brushing your teeth and you can't wipe your bum. Like, yeah. it better be still quite a hot breakdown. Like, you can be you can be a mechanic if you're a woman, but only if you're thin and you wear sort of dungarees that one of them is undone. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Like, you can have a breakdown if it involves being thin and pretty and getting really drunk and fucking some random dude. Yeah. But, like, in a sad way. Maybe doing a drug. Yeah. <laughs> but not one of the ones that makes your teeth fall out. No. Or makes you fat. Yeah. Uh, we don't have any death. No. We don't really have any anything. <laughs> to be honest it's barely with you. a book. It's just it's an a... exercise in filling pages. I mean, like a... Like a R.L. Stein books are bad, but R.L. Stein sequels are like a whole subgenre of terrible. I don't remember we quite liked The Babysitter 2. Mm. It had some good bits of writing in. <sighs> this one was a real step backwards. Like, one, not very good. Two, kind of better. Three, shit. Oh, okay. No, I didn't hate it, but not a lot went on. No, there's, n- there's Which is probably enough. why I didn't hate it, because there was less bad plot. There's just, it's just a lot of waffle. A flannel, as you say. Yeah, it is a lot, lot of flannel. flannel. Um, do you know what David says? Folderol. It's not the most wow. middle class word you've ever heard. Yeah. Folderol. Folderol. Do you like, not remember that? That? Was in, that was in a point horror when they sang the song Folderol, oh, Folderie. Yeah. I don't know if they did sing that. I think you sang no, it. No, it said it in did the it? book. Okay. And I was like, I thought that was just a thing that you would say to take the piss out of folk singing, <laughs> not an actual thing. <laughs> Folderol. Mm. Maybe David's a folk singer. Um, no queer subtext. No. Everyone's painfully straight. Is it good? Not only are they painfully straight, they're like painfully heteronormative. Normative, yeah. Like, the, it's normal for a woman to be afraid of her boyfriend and it's normal for a woman to be a cheating bitch. And to have been left by her partner for yeah. unsaid yeah. reasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too straight. Uh, is it good? No. <laughs> it's not good. Out of five? Uh, two. Mm. You can't even give it one because there's been a lot shitter. It's just boring. I'm going to give it a three. It's generous. I'm feeling generous. <laughs> Is it good, bad? No. Mm. There's that final ridiculous bit. But it's just a lot of, like, back and forth, same old thing. Like, there's no plot progression. Like, you could have gone straight from, like, the first scene, one in the middle, and then one at the end, and you wouldn't lose anything. I mean, that is true. Like You wouldn't get them on Go Jerry. (laughs) 
well, references, though. But like 80% of the book was just pointless. Again, this could refer to any robots. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to give it a three. It's just middle of the road. Yeah. It's not really fun bad. Although the last, yeah, the last scene. Last scene. Also, I'm holding out hope for the next book. Maybe this is just for the, a hero. the bridge. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> holding out for the next babysitter. No, I'm not even going to try that. Um, <laughs> I think you did still. I know. <laughs> Shouldn't have, should I? Um... Yeah, I just wrote a thing for Audible. It was like an audio story, obviously. And uh, I put decided to put songs in it, like folk songs that I had made up. And then they were kind of like, what's the tune like? And I was like, you do not want to hear me make up a tune. <laughs> that is the last thing in the world that you anyone decide. needs. Yeah, you, you, you just decide. You just imagine how I would do it. <laughs> yeah. Imagine um, I could sing. How would I do it? Whatever you're thinking, that. That's correct. Great. Mm-hmm. I love how you told me that as if I've not read it twice. Well, but for the purposes know, of the... You know, we've got microphones on and... I do often forget. Yeah. listening, yeah. yeah. I like that it was almost like an episode of This American Life, that, like, fake chat about things we definitely have talked about before. <laughs> yeah. It was really good. Maybe we are getting really pro, <laughs> and then I've ruined it again. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much our whole... Yeah. Yeah. So, one day we'll be professionals. One day. I don't think I ever will. No, probably not. Um, we why, why would we? Why, what's the thing. point? Yeah. I'm adult now, apparently, and people just let me do things like grown-ups do so yeah. i'm not changing we're just glorious amateurs forever and ever i did say this to kirsty earlier i said to her how does anyone know anything yeah you were like <laughs> when you when you get a flat is there like a book can you, can you buy a book <laughs> <laughs> about what to do okay now you're saying it i realize how ridiculous that actually is i think you are completely correct and i feel like the day i turned <laughs> about 20 because i was you know a slow learner i was like where's this What's this adult book? Yeah, what a book of adult that I'm supposed to have. How do I pay council tax? What's happening? <laughs> How do I know what credit card to get, if any? Yeah. What do you do if your taps break? What kind of home insurance do you need and they, why? It should give you a book. Do I need flood insurance? What if the boiler breaks? How do you know what you can paint on a wall? How do you know? How, do, how, does, how does anyone... How does anybody fucking know no. anything? Anything. <laughs> the internet is the question well, there. Yeah. Um, Anyway, Kirsty, what are we doing next time? We, well, that was the end of the series. <gasps> so we're doing our wrap-up. Our, our bind-up. Bind <laughs> we're doing our bind-up. Our comparison episode. Anthology, uh, where we're going to go back over all the books that we've done. Figure out which is the pointiest. Mm-hmm. Which is the pointiest Which point is the goodest. Of season which three. Which is the good baddest. Which is the baddest, which is the goodest, which is the queerest. Any other things that we decide. I think we know which is now. the queerest. Oh, well, mm. yeah. So I'm excited because we've had quite a few this season that we really liked. Yeah. So I'm excited to go back to them. That is true. I think it's going to be some, I think we're going to have a bitchy fight. (laughs) Fisty cuffs at dawn. Uh, Why would I rather be at dawn? Definitely thought you were going somewhere else with Fisty. Oh, mate. (laughs) Wow. Hello. Well. Wasn't really imagining that. Taking our friendship to the next level. Uh, You're always trying to pair me off with Annie, so... (laughs) (laughs) What did you say last episode? Your partner, Annie. And I was like, no. I know. She did park a van for me the other day. And that's not a euphemism. It really sounded like it. But I was like, you're the best gay wife ever. She is. Do you want me to park that for you? Yes, please. I'm tired and can't park. Do you know who gets things done? Lesbians. Annie's on it. Mm -hmm. So join us for the comparison next time. Um, Also, if you are keen 
to not miss out when we're on our season break, mm-hmm. which is usually a month, um, and you want to keep getting an episode um, monthly, which all our Patreons get, you can become a Patreon by joining our little Patreon community. You also get a pin badge, which is like super cool. Um, it's super and cool. you help us to keep the podcast going. So essentially, if you can afford it, you can like buddy someone who can't afford it. Yeah, that's a nice way of thinking. Yeah, about it. stolen from a blind boy. That's good. <laughs> it's a model based on and soundness. Do you know what? Nice. If you can't afford to um, put any money into the pot just now, that is completely fine. We no are going to keep doing the free episodes anyway. Yeah, because we love you. Yeah. Um, and where can people get us, Kirsty? They can get us on Instagram at teenage scream pod and on Twitter at teenage scream underscore. Yes. And um, if you are a part of the Patreon community, you can message us on there as well. Yeah, and we are going to need all of your help deciding what to do for Series 4. Oh yeah, because we're going to be sharing picture of all the various point horrors that I currently have. And we're doing all requests. Yep. Although we will have to do the Baby Slayer 4. Yes, we so will. So we'll do nine requests. So I'll request that one. Good way there around that nice, huh? And yeah. then everything else is uh, listener requests. Amazing. I'm excited because we've just got a whole bunch of new books. Oh yeah, 18 from, should we name the school? Uh, yes, but I've forgotten what they're called. Okay, well. So we will do that properly in the picture. Name the school? Yep. Thanks. Thank you. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.